coming up, a different way to celebrate Purim with our children. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known speaker drops by for a visit and shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week, my guest is Orit Esther Ryder, author of the book Turnaround 180 Degrees in 180 Days, as well as a teacher, consultant, and host of her popular website, DailyDoseOfEmuna.com. That's Daily Dose of Emuna, E-M-U-N-A dot com. And this week, Orit Esther is speaking with us about Purim. Welcome, Orit Esther Ryder, to At Home in Jerusalem. Thanks. You know, many of us are thinking about Purim these days, mostly about the parties and the costumes and the festive meal and the gift baskets. And you're joining me today to talk about what a huge opportunity of connection to the Creator is through prayer on the festival. So I'm wondering if you could tell us why Erev Purim, the night before the festival of, of Purim, is a powerful time for prayer. Yeah, Purim is one of those times of the year where we have such an amazing opportunity to extend our gratitude for being saved. Um, God seemingly was totally absent from the entire picture. You don't even see his name. There's just hints of his names there. And so many miraculous events has happened. It's like the the conductor, you know, the conductor's running the all the orchestra, giving all the cues, mm-hmm. and all we as the audience see is just the back. And that's really Purim. So Purim, the night before, is that opportunity to reflect and say, oh, God is really there in my life. He's there. He's behind the scenes. And the Megillah essentially is that letter of appreciation, just a song of thanksgiving hmm. for remembering and uh, being reminded how, you know, we really are united in our uh, thankfulness and God being involved and bringing us into this world. Okay, so with that in mind, tell us about Erev Purim as it relates to when Mordechai stood with 22,000 children on this night and prayed to God to annul the harsh decree against the Jewish people. And this praying did help in overturning it. Wow, children, children, we love them. They're they're mm-hmm. so innocent. You know, they believe in the good and no matter what. There's a core beingness inside of them that just knows that everything is good. Mm-hmm. And they're wholesome. They have a level of loyalty to be obedient, to comply to authority. That special trait of theirs makes them the unique messenger and pipeline to be able to really annul harsh decrees at times of trouble for the Jewish people. It's a lovely, lovely idea. Now, Queen Esther also stood before God at this hour. And what was she praying for? So Queen Esther had a really unique role. You know, she did everything that she possibly could do Mm -hmm. in the realms of what they call hishtadlut, of concerted effort, Mm -hmm. investing her effort on any physical level possible. And then she just knew this is up to God. You know, Mm -hmm. she was at a place where she gave the instruction. She said, go and gather and have everyone else fast over me. This total reliance and dependence on God and recognizing that, yeah, we need to do everything we possibly can. We need to change. But at the end of the day, we are a hundred percent reliant on God's 
compassionate hand to come through right now. That's so interesting. As I hear you say that, I'm thinking she got everyone involved, everyone of every age. And uh, just getting back to children, you know, Jewish children everywhere might know a little bit, a little something about Mordechai and Esther. And so how should we encourage our children to pray and and understand that their prayers are noticed? Yeah, that's, that's a hard one. You know, uh, Haman basically denounced to the Jewish people and he he proclaimed he said you know quote there is one people dispersed and divided among the nations and their laws they're different from all those of any other people so it was that specific accusation that was the key to the redemption of the Jewish people that mm-hmm. was their ultimate victory the fact that they stood alone the fact that they were united the fact that mm-hmm. they were different. That's a strong heritage that we hold as being part of the Jewish people. And as a group, even though we're separated, we can make a difference. And that's the voice that the parents, I think, need to make sure that the children understand. You know, when you see your child doing something, praying, saying one sentence of the Psalms book, speak it out loud, acknowledge them. Why don't we begin as parents to notice them Hmm. and then recognize that it's also obviously not just God, it's not the importance of emphasizing that God notices them, but I have to notice them as their parent, Mm -hmm. you know, write little post-it notes around the house and say, wow, I, I'm really proud of you for that special prayer you gave out to the Jewish nation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's so nice. It's a nice take on Purim, getting our spirituality in order and our thanks to God and uh, recognizing that our laws are different from the law books of the rest of the world. And, uh, as you say, that is the key to, uh, to our redemption. Well, thank you so much for dropping by and sharing with us your insights on Purim, Orit Esther Ryder. Thank you. Thank you. And there is so much more about Purim and spirituality to discover on H.com through many articles, videos, and audio lectures. So check them out. And thanks so much for listening. Mm